If you're enjoying this Med Prep to Go Step 1 podcast, you can now get the content along with the content of the Crush Step 1 podcast ad-free in one bundle. Just go to medpreptogo.com and find our new subscription podcast called Med Prep to Go Step 1 Bundle. This is Dr. Ted O'Connell with the Med Prep to Go podcast. Today we'll be reviewing three biochemistry questions. Just a reminder that you can also find these questions on our website at medpreptogo.com. If you have any feedback or would like to get involved contributing to this free online and audio question bank, please contact us through the website or you can reach me at ted.medpreptogo at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please give us a review and tell your friends. And you can learn a lot more about me and my books and projects at tedxoconnell.com. All right, let's get started with the first question. A four-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his mother with a painful swollen knee for the past two hours. She reports that the knee swelled after he fell on the carpet while running in the house. She witnessed the fall and reports that it was not a bad fall. He has no known medical history and is not taking any medications. Physical examination is consistent with a hemarthrosis in the affected knee. X-rays are negative for fracture. Which of the following is the most likely underlying cause of the patient's predisposition to this type of injury? A. Factor 8 deficiency. B. Factor 9 deficiency. C. Factor 11 deficiency. D. Immune thrombocytopenia. Or E. Thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura. The correct answer is A. Factor 8 deficiency. This is a classic presentation of a patient with hemophilia. The patient is young. Hemophilias are typically diagnosed early in life. Hemophilia A at around 36 months on average. The patient is male. Hemophilias A and B are inherited in an X-linked recessive manner. And the patient presents with hemarthrosis of the knee, a classic example of a deep bleed that characterizes clotting factor disorders such as hemophilia. Hemophilia A is defined as factor 8 deficiency and is by far the most common hemophilia. The degree of bleeding correlates with severity of the hemophilia. More severe hemophilia may present with spontaneous bleeding, severe bleeding, or bleeding that occurs earlier in life and as early as birth. Patients with mild or moderate hemophilia may bleed as a result of trauma or during a procedure. Abnormal bleeding may not manifest until later in life. Answer choice B, factor 9 deficiency, or hemophilia B, is far less common and is therefore incorrect. Answer choice C, factor 11 deficiency, or hemophilia C, is also far less common, also making this answer incorrect. Answer choice D, immune thrombocytopenia, is incorrect. Immune thrombocytopenia is a platelet disorder characterized by superficial bleeds such as petechiae, purpura, epistaxis, or mucous membrane bleeds. Answer choice E, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, is incorrect. Thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, or TTP, is also a platelet disorder characterized by purpura, 
which are purple-colored patches that occur on the skin and in mucous membranes, including the lining of the mouth. The key learning point here? Hemophilia A is the most common hemophilia and is a result of clotting factor 8 deficiency. Remember that clotting factor deficiency 8, 9, or 11 matches with which hemophilia type, A, B, or C, respectively. Question 2. A 38-year-old woman presents to her physician to discuss genetic testing. She has no past medical history, but her mother died of breast cancer at age 42 years, and her sister was diagnosed with ovarian cancer at age 44 years. Genetic testing is ordered and reveals a mutation in the HER2 gene. Breast cancer is often caused by a mutation in the HER2 receptor signaling mechanism. This is an example of which of the following signaling pathways. This is going to be a mouthful. A, adenylyl cyclase slash cyclic AMP slash PKA. B, guanylyl cyclase slash cyclic GMP slash PKG. C, JAK slash STAT. D, RTK slash RAS slash MAPK, or E, TGF beta slash SMAD. The correct answer is RTK slash RAS slash MAPK. There are many signaling mechanisms throughout human physiology. Some of these are implicated in disease processes when genetic mutations occur. The HER2 gene is part of the human epidermal growth factor family and codes for a receptor called RAS tyrosine kinase, or RTK, transmembrane protein. The RTK signal, when activated, phosphorylates the RAS protein, which sets off a signaling cascade that also operates through the MAP kinase protein. The end result is increased transcription of genes involved in cell cycle progression and cell proliferation. A common mutation of the HER2 gene is the HER2 new mutation, which creates a constitutively activated protein. The result is unopposed cell proliferation and differentiation, a hallmark of cancer. This mutation is commonly found in certain types of breast cancer. Cancers of this type can often be successfully treated with the monoclonal protein trastuzumab. Answer choice A, adenylyl cyclase slash cyclic AMP slash PKA is incorrect. Adenylyl cyclase slash cyclic AMP slash PKA is involved in cellular metabolism. Answer choice B, guanylyl cyclase slash cyclic GMP slash PKG is incorrect because this is involved in smooth muscular and vasculature. Answer choice C, JAK slash STAT is incorrect because this is involved in cell apoptosis. Answer E, TGF beta slash SMAD is incorrect because this is involved in the immune system. The key learning point here 
is that the RTK slash RAS slash MAPK signaling pathway is affected by HER2 mutations and is commonly found in certain types of breast cancer. Question three, and before I even start this one, I'm going to suggest that you just go look at Biochemistry 9 question on the website, because this one involves a figure that I'll try to describe. It's going to be a little bit challenging, and you're probably better off just looking at it, uh, but we'll do it by audio just for the sake of thoroughness. A 37-year-old man presents to the physician complaining of night sweats and low-grade fevers for the past two weeks. He has a past medical history of asthma. His father has diabetes mellitus type 2, and his mother has systemic lupus erythematosus. He consumes an average of three beers per week and has smoked one pack of cigarettes per day for the past 14 years. He also reports that he occasionally self-administers heroin injections on the weekends. Vital signs are temperature 37.8 degrees Celsius or 100.1 degrees Fahrenheit, blood pressure 132 over 76, heart rate 75 beats per minute, and respirations 17 per minute. Physical examination is unremarkable. He undergoes P24 antigen testing and is ultimately diagnosed with HIV infection. His physician recommends initiation of antiretroviral therapy and prescribes a medication whose enzyme kinetics are shown in the Lineweaver Burke plot below. And I'll describe this plot. There is an XY axis, a red line that starts to the left of the Y axis on the X axis and goes uh, upward to the right. And then there is a green line that starts at the same point as the red line and goes to the right but is at a less steep angle than the red line and this is labeled as uninhibited enzyme. Based on the information provided in the plot, which of the following antiretroviral drugs did the physician most likely prescribe? A. Darunavir B. Delavirdine, C. Didanosine, D. Dolutegravir, or E. Zidovudine. The correct answer is B. Delavirdine. The Lineweaver Burke plot can be used to visualize the type of inhibition that a drug exerts on an enzyme. Understanding how an enzyme's V and KM are represented in the plot is essential for answering these types of questions on the exam. V is the velocity or the rate at which an enzyme works on its substrate. Vmax is the enzyme's maximum rate. On the Lineweaver-Burke plot, the y-axis is 1 over V, or the inverse of the velocity. The y-intercept, where the line crosses the y-axis, is 1 over V max. Thus, the steeper the slope of the line, the higher the y-intercept, the larger the value of 1 over V max, and the smaller the enzyme's velocity V max. Km represents the inverse of an enzyme's affinity for a substrate S. So an increasing Km indicates a decreasing affinity for substrate. On the Lineweaver-Burke plot, the x-axis is 1 
over S, or the inverse concentration of the substrate. The x-intercept, where the line crosses the x-axis, is 1 over Km. Thus, as the line shifts to the right, the x-intercept approaches 0, Km increases, and the enzyme's affinity for substrate decreases. The two most common types of inhibition are competitive inhibition and non-competitive inhibition. A competitive inhibitor structurally looks like the enzyme's normal substrate and will compete with the substrate for the enzyme's active site. A competitive inhibitor therefore lowers the enzyme's affinity for the substrate, increasing Km. There is no effect on Vmax. On the Lineweaver-Burke plot, since only Km increases, the x-intercept approaches zero, but the y-intercept, or 1 over Vmax, remains unchanged. A non-competitive inhibitor will inhibit the enzyme at a site that is different than the active site, lowering the enzyme's Vmax. There is no effect on Km. On the Lineweaver-Burke plot, since only Vmax decreases, the y-intercept, or 1 over Vmax, increases, but the x-intercept, minus 1 over Km, remains unchanged. In this question, the red line in the plot demonstrates non-competitive inhibition. The x-intercept, or minus 1 over Km, is unchanged, and the y-intercept, 1 over Vmax, has increased. Delavirdine is a non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor, or NNRTI, which binds to a site that differs from the active site of HIV reverse transcriptase and non-competitively inhibits the enzyme. Answer choice A, darunavir, is incorrect. Darunavir inhibits HIV protease and does not inhibit reverse transcriptase. Answer choice C, didanosine, is incorrect. Didanosine is a nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor, NRTI, and resembles the normal nucleoside substrates of HIV reverse transcriptase, thereby competitively inhibiting the enzyme. The Lineweaver-Burke plot in the question displays non-competitive inhibition, not competitive inhibition. Answer choice D, Dolutrigravir is incorrect. Dolutrigravir inhibits HIV integrase and does not inhibit reverse transcriptase. Answer choice E, zidovudine, is incorrect. Zidovudine is a nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor, NRTI, and resembles the normal nucleoside substrates of HIV reverse transcriptase, thereby competitively inhibiting the enzyme. The Lineweaver-Burke plot in the question displayed non-competitive inhibition, not competitive inhibition. So the key learning point for this question is that on a Lineweaver-Burke plot, competitive inhibition is marked by a rightward shift, the x-intercept approaches zero, and the y-intercept is unchanged, whereas non-competitive inhibition is marked by an increase in slope, the y-intercept increases, the x-intercept is unchanged. Non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, or NRTIs, such as delavirdine, inhibit HIV reverse transcriptase non-competitively.
That is it for this episode. Please do check out our other episodes. And a reminder that you can find all of these questions and many more at medpreptogo.com. And if you found this information useful, check out the Crush Step 1 podcast, which is the basis for the material in many of these questions.